0: Very nice. Very peaceful. Good uh, morning, everybody. Good morning. It is the weekend. I'm John Warren, and this is the the Joe Beaver Show. Mike Parker on the road with Beaver Basketball, sitting across from me for day three in a row. Young T.J. Matthewson. Hey, uh, Christy's uh, great-grandson. Good morning. Great-great, maybe. Or
1: great-great-great. <laughs> somewhere far? along the line. Yeah. I don't know. It's one of those. It, w- it would be one of those. Step great-great
0: grandfather excited for uh, the weekend yeah
1: who, uh, who
0: isn't there's get to, a lot to, get to work
1: on sunday it's fun
0: there's a lot going on
1: beaver basketball at uh women's basketball at 10 uh, 10 30 pregame 11 a.m tip on sunday I'll be here running that and i'll be running tonight as well really be good yeah, yeah no
0: takers huh? nice
1: little uh nice little weekend yeah
0: assistant program director oh. you're uh you are last they? on the food chain where's dale dale he was here last night i came by and we discussed beginning of the game listening to it on the radio things were going well for a while they were up by four good yeah occasions on the way back
1: from the gym i'm sitting there and listening to mike out in salt lake city also didn't realize that was the arena It was bird versus magic for the national championship didn't even realize that i forgot i remember watching i remember that story uh i know they played but i didn't realize it was in utah so that was cool and yeah things seemed pretty good uh, for a while for the Beavs. They were making shots, the youths were making shots. Wasn't much defense like it was last time.
0: Right. Um I don't get ESPNU so it was all radio. Yeah. But um w- the deal with the Warrith Alatiche, knee issues. I-, I don't know what that is, but could have used it sounded some- like
1: knee soreness, so just try not him. to aggravate it and I guess aiming towards playing it more in Colorado. I tell you that uh So I mean it's you could call it load management maybe, as the season goes on and injury, it's like good in a, it's, it's healthy enough to play, but not healthy enough to play for longer than 12 minutes in a game. So it's like, is he playing 12 minutes? Is he going to play 24? He's only going to play 12,
0: six in each half. I guess you got to be careful with uh, athletes now, especially in, <clears throat> especially knees. Knees are are, yeah, hard, are n- fickle. Basketball Fickle knees, joints. You know, the, the youngsters, they grow so fast. And they're still 18 years old, 22 years old on the top end, but they grow so fast that knees are a- almost always a problem in the game of basketball His knees. I don't know what his situation is, whether it's uh, serious or not. He was only able to play five minutes last night and not be a factor. And boy, we the Beavers sure miss him at full strength doing everything he did last year in that Elite eight run. And they certainly miss that. And they also miss Rodrigue Andela. Um, got to remember that, you know, several weeks back, he was lost for the season. Um, so a huge loss there. I mean, they weren't winning when he was still there, but he, they were starting to get some things right, especially in uh, that first half of the, the Wake Forest game or the second half of the Wake Forest game where it was just pounded into Rodrigue. And I think if they still had him, they would have done more of that in this six game losing streak. And I don't know if it would have meant a difference, but I know that last night I think was the low point because you get not only yeah. like beat, but you get blown out by the worst team in the league, a team you'd already beaten. And that's the problem, I think, that a lot of people were were having on Twitter is the, I don't know, I don't know about the effort or anything like that. I didn't see it. I just know that the results, when things aren't going well, you're, you're without Warith, but you're doing well for a while and then just giving up all those threes. Mm-hmm. And getting blown out them. by a team that had a ten-game losing streak.
1: Yeah, they were one and eleven in conference. So play. they had not won a conference game since December twenty-first.
0: Very frustrating. And the or oh, sorry,
1: since December fifth, had not won a game since December twenty-first.
0: And their um, their ten-game losing streak started with a loss in Corvallis. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, uh, very I was thinking about season. this, John.
1: I was thinking about this. So we we look at this stretch. I, I look at this stretch and. And right around Christmas time, around the new year uh, for this basketball team, where we thought that things might turn around and there's a slow start, some really close losses. I mean, you had one possession losses to, or sorry, one point losses to, or is it Sanford and Princeton back to back? You know, you can chalk up a one point loss, you know, a bounce here, a bounce there, and you have an extra win on the board, right? And then, you know, play well down in Florida, come home. Okay. Okay. Got the win versus Nichols. It's like, okay, a breath, a win. The, the losing streak is over, right? A comfortable win. Good scoring effort, 83 points. And Utah comes in. You get your first conference win, 88 right. points. Right, Two wins in a row, win streak. Feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good, decently. And then you get Oregon in your building on January 10th after, uh, how many days? 11 days off. And you have them. You have them. You have them. And Oregon is now probably a top 25 team, and they've been phenomenal. They got their first one ever at Colorado yesterday.
0: Yeah. After losing at home to Colorado a week and a half ago.
1: Yeah. You have them. You got them. You got them. Yeah, you got them uh, end, of the, end of the game, you have the lead. And seems like you could pull through three games in a row, two in a row in conference, beating your rival. Yeah. Right at home. Can't get it done. And Fall. feel good about yourself. Yeah. Fall by two points. And since then, man. The, the wheels have fallen off.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to understand. And I know that uh, Wayne Tinkle is doing everything he can. I mean, I was traveling with them in the early games when things weren't going well and they were just trying to find that right combination. And it just it just didn't work out. Um, and then, uh, you know, a few injuries. Rodrigo Andela was a big loss. And outside of that, I know that, you know, people are talking about the kenzano article and, and what he noticed. He took a trip to go watch the Beavers last night. No follow-up article, but at the same time, uh, um, you know, it's, it, was, uh, it was rough. It was rough to read. But we are the, uh, the Beaver station, and we do the best we can to try to look at the positives and, and keep supporting the team and, and see what goes on without looking the other way at the obvious, which is it's bad. Things are bad right now. Yeah.
1: It's I've, I've run out of words to describe it. And as me, I've no emotional connection really to Oregon state. I got here six months ago yeah. and I have been doing my best to, to acclimate and and learn and, and see how these programs operate and the coaches and the, and the players. And, and I, just seeing on Twitter last night, people were just running out of words to describe how the, how this season has gone. Yeah. And John Wollner put it, uh, put it pretty good too. And how, one missed free throw by UCLA in the quarterfinals of the Pac-12 tournament last year has sort of changed the trajectory of this program. And Jules Bernard, uh, yeah, it was Jules Bernard, misses a free throw at the end of regulation, Beeves go to overtime, win the quarterfinals,
0: win the tournament, go on the Elite Eight run. Well, you know what? And then no matter what happens, though, yeah, no matter, no matter what happens this year and how low things get, You can't take away last year. No, you can't. They did it. They did do it. It was fantastic. Historical. And it was it was just great. Now it's hard to see such a quick drop, but you can't you you can't take that away. That did happen. It wasn't a fluke. They got hot and they were good. It's just that there's a lot of new players and what's what's happening now? What's happening now has nothing to do with what happened. Last year with that great run. It's just that time goes by so quickly. Yeah. We look up, it's a time for another baseball season. And then you think, oh, wow, we're already almost a complete year removed from that great run. And uh, <laughs> That's wild to think in about. In the midst of a losing streak. So it's hard. Yeah, almost, it's, it's 12 hard. months. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe it. Two weeks from today is baseball. Yeah. and uh, Two weeks
1: exactly from right now.
0: In fact, what time does that game start? 11
1: o'clock. So no Joe Beaver show two weeks from today. Is
0: it eleven? First
1: pitch. Uh, ten thirty pregame. Oh, sorry, ten fifteen pregame 1015. with me. Ten thirty pregame with Josh.
0: Are you doing? And that? And then eleven. Are you doing that first thing live or? Yeah, I'll be doing tapes? it live. First first weekend, I'll probably be live. Yeah, I'm thinking. I mean, there's fifty six games is a lot of fifteen minute pregame. Shows.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna imagine that, especially on that first weekend. I believe Sunday there's three games, uh, three events going on during that day, which means. Because there would be two baseball games and a basketball game. And I'd imagine I'd need to be here for one, if not both of
0: them. Yeah, well, busy times. It busy, is busy, busy times. times. And in fact, it's, it's time like This is a busy two weeks. As being the home of, of Oregon weeks. State sports and the Mariners, which that's not going to be a problem for a while, it looks like. There's no time to do a high school tournament basketball. No. Otherwise, we would be all over the high schools like we have been in the past.
1: And especially once sports overlap, when football and basketball overlaps, yeah. it's a lot. And now when baseball.
0: Well, the spring is always the, the most busiest time because of the start-up of the Mariners. You still have the Blazers, and you've got all the Beaver sports. Mm-hmm. And, you know, thankfully, we have 3 a.m. frequencies to use, and even that's not enough sometimes. Yeah. But anyway, it's, uh, it's, it's always fun— but it's disappointing when things don't go well, and right now they, they don't seem to be going very well. But we'll see what happens tomorrow against Colorado. Just when you think uh, – th- this is true for me in sports. I'm not predicting this, but so often in sports you think it's over. It's compl- it's over. Yeah, it may be record-wise. But they could rise up and have a great game tomorrow just and to make you go, what? Where was that? That could absolutely happen tomorrow. So we've got them, we play them, and we hope for the best because the thing about – about either being an alum or a total fan, you can you can say goodbye, you're not watching, but you never let go completely because it's your school. Yeah. It is what you support. And now, again, it's easy for me to let go of the Cardinals for a while when they're terrible, but I don't have any blood or any skin in the game of being a And you also don't Cardinal need to fan. see
1: you're not in in Phoenix you don't yeah. need to see right be constantly reinforced <laughs> right but every here, single day
0: here it's you know it's a Raiders like...
1: station in a Seahawks market
0: right right <laughs> yeah so I don't anyway. know you could
1: say this is a Raiders market I don't
0: know what, what qualifies uh, you know what we've had a lot of positive feedback carrying the Raiders mm-hmm. I mean it is close it's yeah, and, and you know, because if like we're going Raiders?
1: south. I mean
0: somebody said I think it was Petros on one of the morning shows that I listened to while doing news, Petros said it's still a Raider town, Los Angeles. Yeah. He says it's still a Raider town. And it probably is. That's how much of an effect they had when they were there in the eighties, in the early eighties. It's still it's still Marcus Allen. It's still a Raider town. Absolutely. And then they go back to Oakland. Um anyway. By the way, the Allegiant Stadium will be the home of the Super Bowl in uh, two years, I believe. I think
2: that's th- going to be a maybe party. next year.
0: The next run is the Superdome, Allegiant Stadium. And, oh, I was just looking at it this morning. Mercedes-Benz. We getting ready to Stadium, talk to Johnny Hecker. No, um, Atlanta. I can't remember, but, but certainly Allegiant Stadium and uh, the Superdome. Are two out of the next uh, four years or three years? Two out of the next three years, as far oh, as Super Bowl. I'll go, go. Trying to think, what was that third one? What was that third one? It was. Um, uh. Well, you've got it okay. in front of
1: you. Uh. Do do All right, 2022, SoFi. Yeah. Uh, 2023 in Glendale. Yeah, that's right, Arizona. Uh, 2024, Allegiant Stadium. 2025. Caesars
0: Superdome yeah. in Los an- in New Orleans. It, what's um, Glendale's stadium? State Farm Stadium. State Farm Stadium, okay. Great place to watch a game. I've never been there. I'd like to go. I've been outside the stadium. It's in good. That mall and been whatnot. three times. It's good. But uh, Seahawks won all three times. <clears throat> Speaking of football, we had an interview this morning um, with Johnny Hecker, and he's our only guest lineup for the show, and we've taped him so we can float him around. I think we'll play him at 1130. Let's play the Johnny Hecker interview at 1130.
1: That'll be good. He was awesome.
0: He was great. He was so cool. And he gave so much love to Oregon State and really talking specifics. And, uh, of course, he married Michaela Stambaugh, who was an all-American gymnast at Oregon State during her time here at the same time with Johnny Hecker. I think it was uh, 8, 9, 10, and 11 for Johnny Hecker. Yep. And um, they're, they're married with a couple of kids now. And so he he talked about Michael and Tanya and Jade Carey and all that, and just a great guy. So we'll we'll replay that conversation coming up here just after a break at 1130. Uh, we're going to get Mike on to, uh, I guess, recap last night, but not to harp on on that so much. It's just to check-in, get his thoughts on sports and the stories. And Mike's real good at keeping his ear to the ground to what's going on in the Pac-12 conference and, and chatting with counterparts. You know, he probably talked with – Uh, Josh Allen was it? Josh Allen the guy who we had on or Josh Newman uh, a writer for the Salt Lake City Tribune Newman Uh, he came on with us and I've been following him on Twitter and and um, so he probably had chatted with him and and learned some things about the conference because everybody's got inside information
1: Uh, we have some breaking news here Uh, Steve grass who we had on yesterday tweets out it's official now Taylor Jones is having shoulder surgery and is out for the
0: season okay Okay, I talked to Steve yesterday. He knew, but was holding it, and um, or he thought he knew. So that's, that's it. It's out on the internet. Shoulder surgery out for the year. Well, that's not good news. I know she's been out for a while. There was speculation that it could be for the year, but no one knew what it was. So no Taylor Jones for the remainder of the season. I think a lot of people probably assume that. You know, you miss five games, and and it's hush-hush. If something's hush-hush, the longer you're out, the more uh, a fan can say, yeah. The more people guess. Yeah, the more people are going to guess. And we all did our guessing. Speaking
1: of news around the conference, John, mm-hmm. how much of that Arizona-UCLA game did you catch? None of it. None, None. Um, yeah. Well, Arizona gets revenge on UCLA. UCLA blew yeah. them out at Poly. Right. Arizona pretty much returned the favor last night at McHale Center. Yeah. And then the incident after the game, oh, what's his name? Um, I had it. I had it pulled up. Where is it?
0: Oh, uh, Mac ATN.
1: Mac ATN. Spit on a member of the Arizona student section, or allegedly, as we right. are supposed to use, as um, as objective Big J journalists. Uh, and then he was formally arrested for it after that game. But it wasn't like, you know, he didn't spend the night in jail or, or do anything. No, he in probably fact, just got
0: fined. In fact... I read the story. What happened was, and they had the video of it. I, I couldn't really see very well when I saw the video at four mm-hmm. o'clock this morning, but it's pretty clear. You, you can see that,
1: you can see his like. You know, a spitting motion towards someone—it's pretty obvious.
0: And he's out for the year. He's a—he's a—he's a a freshman who's out for the year with a knee injury. Four-star though, and uh, they're leaving the court, and it's—it's a hostile environment because they've packed the place. It It was packed. Two top ten teams, probably the marquee matchup of the night in all of college basketball, and the revenge game of losing just a couple of weeks ago up in in, UCLA. So two top teams going at it in—in a place that uh, is you know rabid for its basketball and in uh, McHale center. So they're, they're going in through the tunnel to their locker room and the fans were hanging over the railings on both sides. And they're really in the face of the players as the UCLA players were leaving. And that's when he uh, allegedly spat on uh, a fan. So what had happened was he made it all the way into the locker room. I don't think he knew that he had done anything wrong. No, he's in the locker room and the police come into the locker room and they tell him you're, you're going to be arrested. um, But, the spokesperson for the University of Arizona Police Department said that he was not handcuffed, no, but he was uh, probably served his rights, you know, and and, and taken to the station. Told, and no, they, I think they just did it right there and said uh, he was allowed to stay with the team. He probably won't have to come back to Tucson. No, I don't even know if they would like hearings. would they even
1: press charges.
0: And it's just, but anyway. They made it a point to say, look, and I think this is really cool of Arizona, at least the police force at the University of Arizona, that they just, they let him go. They didn't make a scene right then and there and tackle a guy and put him in a handcuffs. They let him go. He's in the locker room. Then they go in calmly, tell him you're, you're under arrest. Um, The charges are, uh, there's three charges. Um, I don't have it in front of me, but you can't spit on people. That's uh, assault basically. And so there was, um, th- there was that, and then they made it a point to say that he was not handcuffed. But it's a serious charge, and it's something that, you know, players in all of sports need to realize that they're still part of the community. You're still mm-hmm. a tax-paying citizen, and you don't get sp- special anything if you uh, get in any kind of altercations with fans. Now, on-court fights are pretty much left up to teams and referees to deal with.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and and the actual police don't get involved unless things spill into the 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 crowd, the crowd or Detroit. if there's like or if there's like lots of blood malice in the palace yeah. or whatever they call that yeah
1: malice in the palace yeah
0: and so th- that that's why he was arrested because it was an altercation between he and a fan that involved spitting so you can't do that
1: and then i was going to say just bringing this back to the players and realizing like things we we've talked about like fans have a lot more leeway of what they can say right. and do from the stands because fans are protected essentially when they're in their players are, are at the mercy of, of the fans. If, you know, judging if that is right or wrong or not, you know, that's up for discussion for fans to, 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 to yell obscenities at, at, at players. And I mean, especially college athletes, but it, just like keeping your composure and your cool realizing, you know, as a, as a division one athlete, you know, people are going to say stuff to you all the time and you just got to, Keep your head down and keep walking. It, it, it's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, always, it,
0: you can't get. And
1: out. he retaliated and got caught.
0: So that's an interesting story going on in the Pac-12 yeah. in men's basketball. In but, women's basketball, it's not a story yet, but it could be. And and I'm I'm kind of interested
1: mm-hmm. tonight's game.
0: Well, yeah, I'm kind of interested in in the. the kelly Graves situation
1: Mm -hmm. it'll be working
0: we don't care but but it's the pac 12 and it's down the road and it's theater did he swear and cuss at uh adia barnes Barnes? did that happen the players swear that they heard it all game long adia barnes swears that that he did i believe them um i don't know did he come out with an outright denial or did he just kind of brush it off
1: uh, I don't, I don't know what he said. I do know. So John Canzano wrote a follow-up that I'm trying to find. But I
0: know that tonight is the rematch at McHale Center. They probably will get a sellout. They, uh, uh,
1: it's supposed to be a sellout. They're opening the upper deck, I think, for the first time ever for a women's game
0: in and this game. you know that the fans are, are loaded for bear. Mm-hmm. And Oregon Oregon has been playing
1: like a top-ten team. Arizona is a top-ten team. It, it's going to be phenomenal. This. Aside from the fact yeah. that the two head coaches had a memorable, you know, <laughs> apparent, alleged spat between each other last game. So here's what Canzano said. So Greg Hansen of the uh, Tucson, what is it? What news outlet is this? The, uh, of Tucson.com, columnist. Here's what the headline of this article.
0: Longtime uh, writer for the
1: Arizona Republic. Expect scary wood in McHale for Kelly Graves as he takes on... Arizona Wildcats Friday. He essentially drew comparisons of Kelly Graves to Bob Knight as a coach. <laughs> Is
0: that why I saw there a thumbnail of Bob Knight? Um, I think it was OregonLive.com. Probably. Because <laughs> so Canzano quote
1: tweets it. We're talking OregonLive.com, columnist yeah. for OregonLive.com, John Canzano says I covered both Bob Knight as a beat reporter and Kelly Graves as a columnist there is no comparison between the two none never crossed my mind but Arizona is playing victim nicely in this drama I think that's curious I'm not I'm not taking anyone's side on this I think it's very curious
0: Yeah um a couple of texts by the way on the University of Hunted text line by the way the number is 541-497-5356 541-497 K E J O if you use the letters on the keys and it is the University Honda Text Line or the Downward Dog phone line. And um a listener writes in to say not fined, citation issued, and like we said, not cuffed and was able to travel with the team, mm-hmm. might get pled down, no jail time, maybe a maybe uh maybe a fan and or a community, Some community, community service, service yeah. And another and, and and another person or this was part of it too that there may be video that clearly shows that he was getting spit on. Yeah, by the fans. That'll but, you be know. curious. And and then uh, uh, to which you lead, but they on...
1: always always catch the retaliate. Always, and based, that's the one that's based gets... on the
0: report from Bur- Brooks Hatch. I completely believe that Kelly Graves would curse at anyone. Yeah, Brooks called in after that happened, and 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 was vehement that it. He does that. He can hear it. Doesn't let absolute. his kids sit
1: behind the bench. And
0: I believe Brooks absolutely. Brooks is always down there. On press row and, and and knows that and sees that so um, yeah no doubt Kelly Graves is a regular guest on John Canzano's radio show. I've heard him on that show. In fact, one time the, la- the only other time I heard the show was Kenzano. Uh, it was you know friendly conversation. Mm-hmm. But if he's doing what he's doing now, I I don't know does does Kenzano flat out ask him Did you curse Adia Barnes? I mean maybe he did. Maybe he know. did. Yeah, that I don't know. But I <laughs> what I, would
1: he answer? Even I, if he did, what
0: would he say? I don't know. I just
1: whose it's whose word is it? It's you know, it's a heat of the moment. People sitting there on press row might know.
0: If many collaborate, you have to your corroborate. You have to say that that yeah. they did it. I just want, to, I just want the theater. Yeah. I I, w- I won't watch the game. I'm go to wrestling tonight, and I just want to come home, look at it, and read the story about what happened. Is what I'm curious about.
1: We do need more entertainment like this in college sports. It's like Jimbo's little rant exactly, yesterday. Exactly. Exactly. And what we don't,
0: we don't get any of that in the Pac-12.
1: Not a single. No one comes out and is like and is trashing a, a column someone wrote, accusing them of of legally paying money to players
0: or they don't get mad at colleagues in the league. No, they don't. There's no like rivalries like this one. Yeah. Barnes and Kelly Graves.
1: Well, like it's it's it like controversy creates interest in the league and it's not <laughs> yeah. boring it's not just basketball it's more it's theater and
0: We're, entertainment exactly and i love it you, you, but we are also in a sensitive world where people get canceled for saying things and so now everybody's completely shut down and won't say anything about what they feel well that's true but
1: there's also a way to go around that without saying something bad yeah that would that yeah. would get you
0: johnny hecker he was a, a, an outstanding punter for oregon state uh, Ryan, what was Ryan's last name? They were battling it out for the job. Ryan Allen, former Ryan Patriots Allen. punter. So Ryan Allen comes from West Salem High School. He and Johnny Hecker are here at the same time. Ryan redshirted his freshman year, and in his second year, they were battling it out, and it was it was looking more and more like Hecker was going to win the job. And Ryan ends up going to Louisiana Tech and gets uh, the Ray Guy Award twice. Which I don't think Hecker ever got. He was a finalist final, I think
1: he was a finalist his senior year.
0: And and then Ryan gets hooked up with the uh, Patriots and then several teams now in mm-hmm. the NFL, but his glory was in the Super Bowl.
1: They punted against each other. Against each other. In a game that probably featured the most punts in Super Bowl history. Was that
0: also the game that Hecker had the, the, record, the record for the yeah. longest punt in the Super Bowl? That
1: was the 13-3 Patriots win you know, it was 3-3 going into the fourth quarter. So you can imagine how much they punted. Hecker punted yeah. for over
0: 400 yards right. in that game. <laughs> right. That was what it said, too. It said uh, they lost, and Hecker uh, uh, punted for 417 yards. In that it's probably the game.
1: most he's ever punted in a game.
0: Anyway, we had a, a good chat with Johnny, and we'll do that when we come back from the break. We had to do it on their time. But kudos to TJ for scoring that interview. Um, I, I'm... Trying to think back of everybody we've gotten, and it can't be that it's been 12 years that we've done this because I had to go all the way back to 2010 to find Indianapolis in the Super Bowl, and that's when Kyle Devan, who was on this show the week of the Super Bowl, was. That's when in, he he was a starting starter on the offensive line for the Colts that year, and I know we don't have a run of 12 straight, so maybe maybe it's seven out of 12 years. It's got to be seven out of 12 years because yeah,
1: that's for you guys to figure
0: out. But I, I, think I would it's know. Isaac a row. Isaac with, uh, with the Eagles, uh, Matt Moore with the chiefs. Mm-hmm. Rem- so that was 17, Remmers. 19, uh, when last year? Remmers, I think was last year. Well, chiefs were in there last year and uh, the year before. Right, right, right. Remember? Well, he was with the chiefs. I don't remember what year it was. I think both. Uh, I'm trying to think then, uh, Yeah, Mike would know, because when Mike and I were here, we both did it together, and we got, like, six in a row. So this would be seven, I think. Johnny Hecker, and that is an interview on the Joe Beaver Show with a participant in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And uh,
1: I'm sure for his sake, he hopes he doesn't have to punt too much on, uh, or as much as he did last time. Yeah. In that Super Bowl, and gets to play at home, too.
0: Gets to play at home. So that conversation coming up next, our thanks to – to you for listening in today and we'll get Mike Parker on the show. He's traveling right now. They're going to the airport. Mike said he might be available either late in this hour or early in the second hour while they're waiting around. He's got to get through security. We've done that many times where if I'm on the road, come on this show. If he's on the road, come on this show and, and it's like, just let me get through security and then I'll be good. We'll be standing around, nothing to do for, uh, until boarding. And that's, uh, that's when a lot of interviews take place here on the Joe Beaver Show. But Johnny Hecker made some time for us. He was fantastic. And that conversation is coming up next on 1240 Joe Radio
3: you're not as profitable as you should be, you're not alone. At Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, they can help because that's what they do. They work with individuals and business owners to lower your taxes, increase your profit, and manage your cash flow. They provide bookkeeping and payroll services too. Give them a call at 541-753-4185. That's 753-4185. And get in the game. Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team. And go Beavs. Whether you are looking for your first job or an exciting career change
4: at NTEC, we are looking for you. NTEC is growing and offers entry-level wages starting at $18 to $22 per hour, as well as excellent pay and benefit opportunities for established professionals, immediate full benefit eligibility, health insurance, 401k, life and disability, tuition reimbursement, and so much more. Career opportunities from entry-level to professional are available. To start enjoying the career you've always wanted, visit entek.com and click on the career's Tab.
0: We're excited to meet you. I, I could tell that you're, you were really pumped, TJ, as we welcome you back to the Joe Beaver Show. I could tell you were really pumped. I was too. These things are always fun. I'm a little, um, I'm a seasoned veteran when it comes to scoring big names. Because in this chair, a lot of times when Mike's out of town, over the last 22 years, I've had some pretty big names. I had, uh, not, not for my greatness, just like, wow, we, we were able to score these people. Um, and get some pretty big names here. I think one of the best interviews that we were most excited about, Mike and I, as a combination, was getting, ironically enough, David Shaw on the program. And I think, Mike, was at the same year? Mike's going to join us perhaps at the end of this hour, and if not, at the beginning of the next hour. Um, Tara Vanderveer. I mean, you just don't get Tara Vanderveer. On shows, and Stanford had come to town, and it was in the year, which was last year, when they had to be away from campus and stay literally in like a hotel in a different county because their county wouldn't let anything mm-hmm. go on. Remember that? Yeah, no organized sporting events. How did you guys manage that? Um, that's a good question. Just- it was Mike. I don't get these big interviews. He had a connection with someone. Somehow we got him. I, I don't know how he did, but those are pretty big name type interviews from within the conference, outside of the conference. Um, I, I interviewed Dr. Ferdi Pacheco one time. He's uh, Muhammad Ali's corner man and very famous and all that. That was a kind of a fun thing. We got into a little mini argument because he was trying to snap at me and I wasn't going to have any of that. And then afterward he said, okay, all right, I like you. I like you. And it was fun. Is it more
1: than just asking the SID? probably is. I mean, oh, It's yeah. probably
0: hard for those two. It's like we can well, hardly
1: ever get just
0: uh know, Wayne
1: or Tar Jonathan yeah. or
0: Mitch. Tara's SID for that sport was a guy who used to work at Oregon State. So, that was a that was a great connection there. Mm-hmm. And then the David Shaw thing, I can't remember what precipitated it, but Stanford football was also on the road for a long time and they used Oregon State's facilities, and more than just the f- for practicing, for I think their Husky game. It, what they weren't, they they stopped here in Corvallis to go to Seattle, or they they stopped in Corvallis on the way somewhere else. It wasn't to come here and play us, and they were you know, through the cooperation, we talked before the break about how we don't have any fireworks between coaches in our league, but Jonathan Smith is such a cool guy that they said, yeah, sure. We'll, you know, let you use the indoor facility. When we're not, of course we're first, but let Stanford use whatever they needed to practice and stay here in town at the hotel or whatever, and then go to wherever they were going. And so that was pretty cool. And then we got David Shaw on in that uh, context. And then, um, and the same thing with Tara Vanderveer as far as them being on the road forever. And it was a big story and all that. And so that, the, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. And uh, some other big names. Anyway, Johnny Hecker, I remember interviewing him many times while he was here for this show and other things that we did. But still, you know, an NFL player during Super Bowl week is great. You know, Mike and I would be giddy about getting Matt Moore. But, you know, Mike's practically friends with Matt Moore. So it, it's not difficult as a get- in some ways, but it's really cool when you get them during Super Bowl week. And Isaac Sayamalu, who's from right here, my kids went to school with Isaac. But he's so quiet and so shy. That's why that one was difficult. And we had him on, and he was great. But that was the week of the Super Bowl for the Eagles, and he was a starting uh, left tackle, I can't remember, Uh, for the Eagles. So some great gets and just a a blast. So how could you tell that I was... You're, you're in a, gonna... Oh, just you, you, and I were both really pumped, yeah but I could just tell you're excited that when you got the answer back, he texted me and all that. And it's not anything, it's no different than me, but it's a youthful exuberance mm-hmm. over scoring big interviews
1: and both the Rams and the 49ers. So that's now two and that's three two, weeks for us. That's right. That's pretty good. And but you know, both the, both the 49ers and the Rams it took exactly 48 hours to respond to a, yeah. uh, to a request.
0: And we asked him. In fact, this is how we'll start this interview. I asked him, and I was surprised by the answer because it was so official, and you can only have him for 15 minutes, and all that. So I just assumed that uh, there's all kinds of media requests for him. Uh, you know what? I mean, there's not there's not
5: a ton. We got a lot of stars on the team, so the, the interviews are pretty spread out. But I'm, you know, I am thankful to to spend some time with Beeves and, and get on airways back in Corvallis.
0: Wow, that's awesome. we we uh, we always uh, talk to our players. In fact, uh, I believe you're a run. this is this will be a run of six, maybe seven straight years We've had someone on during Super Bowl week. Who used to play for Oregon State or is from the state? You know, you had uh, Vic Remmers, uh, Andy Lavitri, guys like uh, Kyle Devan, going all the way back to Indianapolis. And so you're keeping our streak alive. It's really fun to have you on. Let's talk a little bit about your season this year. This is the you're finishing up year number ten. That's a good long time in the NFL, especially with one team. How do you feel?
5: Yeah, I feel great. You know, it's it's definitely. Uh, kind of a, a pinch myself moment, thinking, uh, you know, finishing up my tenth season in the NFL. You know, I definitely came into this thing just, just happy to get one and, and to get it a look. So it does feel like just yesterday I was, I was in Corvallis playing for the bees. But then I, I think about it and count back the years, and it's been ten of them. So it's pretty incredible, and I'm really just honored for this opportunity to be with the Rams and, and to have some success. It's been great.
1: Hey, Johnny, this is TJ here with John, and you have the unique situation, and not everyone goes through this of. You know, playing in two different cities as well. You start your career with the Rams in St. Louis and then move to L.A. How has that sort of helped you, I guess, age throughout your career and that that sort of dynamic where you go from one fan base in one state to another one in, you know, a five billion dollar stadium. And now here in year 10, you're playing in the Super Bowl at home.
5: Yeah, yeah, I think it's been an incredible um you know, at first it was, it was difficult to to realize, you know, that that the team is is moving, kind of away from a market that that was so good to us, especially good to me early in my career. And um, they really embraced me as as kind of a, a guy that was out in the community and, and did a lot of stuff, you know, around St. Louis. Really enjoyed my time there. But then coming to Los Angeles, back to the West Coast, you know, my wife's family, my wife's a, a former beeve as well. She's her family's from Northern California, my family's from Seattle. So being back on the West Coast was great for us. And um, man, just just, uh, the amount of love and support we've had down here has been incredible as well. I mean, Los Angeles is such a massive, massive city. It really just goes on every direction forever, as long as you can see. So um, that was, that was kind of incredible just to see the scape and um, just scope and size of the city and and know that there's people from all walks of life here supporting you. A lot of, a lot of fans that were fans of the, the old LA Rams before they moved to St. Louis that were really happy to have them come back and, um, you know, a lot of fans that had kind of adopted other teams that can now have a home team to rally around, and we're doing our best to to rein those people back in and make them all Rams. So it's been a fun challenge, and uh, you know this season is definitely going to be uh, a great step in the right direction for us.
1: So now your second Super Bowl with the Rams, are the butterfly butterflies and the and the nerves flowing just like the first one, or is this kind of a a been here done that now time to win the whole thing?
5: Um, yeah, a bit of both, a bit of both. I mean, I definitely am very thankful for the experiences of the first one to have to to draw back on and be able to share with some of the younger guys, you know, when they do have questions, you know, about logistics of getting your family out there, how did you handle this? You know, I, we have people in the building that, that were there and that are, are great assets for those young guys. So um, having that is probably a, a big asset for us and a big advantage for us. So, um, and also staying in our home market, staying in Los Angeles, not having to go to a hotel for the whole week, you know, be at, be at home, be in my bed, be with my kids, my wife, and, um, just kind of business as usual, which is going to help us out a lot. So we're, we're looking forward to being home and, and having that, yeah, having that experience of the Super Bowl a few years ago, it's definitely something that we're going to draw on and, and take the things that we did well and then uh, try and build on those. And then the things that we could have done better, um, Definitely uh, address those and make sure that we don't run in the same bumps this
0: time. Former Beaver great Johnny Hecker joining us here on the Joe Beaver Show. You mentioned Michaela a couple times. I did want to ask you because right now here at Oregon State, there's all the buzz about Jade Carey, Olympic gold medalist. And Michaela, of course, a standout uh, gymnast here at Oregon State during her time period is Michaela Stambaugh. Um, Is she kind of following what's going on up here with Jade Carey and the excitement of a gold medalist uh, on the Beaver gymnastics squad?
5: yeah absolutely we've been following i mean we're we are beaver fans through and through especially the gymnastics and and football programs um and so we've been following jade actually for a few years you know as her you know as soon as we knew that she was committing to oregon state we had followed her we've been to a couple of her competitions um just to see her and then also following her olympics and her olympic success has been incredible and then now she's you know packing out gill coliseum is is that much more special for us to see her in the in the orange and black and and representing with, with Tanya and Michael. and It's just a really great opportunity for that program to get a lot of, uh, you know, national spotlight, which they very much deserve. And, uh, yeah, we're just, we're just so proud and, and we definitely stay tuned to all the meets that we can.
0: We don't have a lot of time with you, so we got to bounce around to different topics. I want to ask you about your uh, ability to throw the football and be an extra weapon in that department. We we've known it here. I'll never forget. I got to travel and do our show, our pregame show for the for Beaver football in. Uh, uh, in Fort Worth when AT&T Stadium was brand new. You guys played TCU. I'm sure you remember that well. One of the, the plays oh, wow. I remember from that game was your fourth down fake pass. It looked like, I don't remember who it was to, but it was completed, and it looked like it was about a 20-yard completion. And I thought, man, that's pretty cool, but you've gone on to do that in the NFL. Do you still have uh, the green light to call audibles in any situation that I saw? I read that you were able to do a couple of years ago. Do you still have that as a ram?
5: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that we do uh, that gives us the ability to kind of get in and out of fakes, depending on what the other team shows us. So um, we do have some some fakes where if, you know, we don't have a fake call on the field, but they show something, we'll get right into it, and they get our team first down. Um, and so that that's always something that's been earned over the years is giving me the ability to be situationally aware, know the down and distance, know what we want to do and when we're going to do it. But, um, yeah, it's something that I've really enjoyed doing over the years To extend the drive for our offense is something that always helps the team out, and uh, yeah, I love it. Being sneaky is great, and also the pass was to Jordan Poyer.
0: Now that's interesting, Jordan Poyer, who's uh, all pro over in Buffalo defensively. I forgot, but he was defense here, so that special teams—that was just a special teams throw. That's pretty amazing. Cool,
5: right? Yep. Yep, freshman Jordan Poyer, He's
0: a beast. <laughs> uh, Johnny Hecker joining us. So w- one thing I wanted to ask you, and Mike and I were talking, he goes, he asked uh, Johnny about this. Coming out of Bothell, you were a quarterback. Did you want, were you trying to be a quarterback here, or did you know it was punting or nothing? And the reason why I set that up is because we have Mr. Everything, Jack Coletto, who started out a quarterback. Now he's quarterback, halfback, tight end. Uh, running back and uh, one, the biggest linebacker that the Beavers have right now—the Swiss Army knife they call him—were uh, you kind of that way? You wanted to be a quarterback at first, or did you know they weren't going to let you do that?
5: Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely had had dreams and, and aspirations to be a to be a quarterback. You know, I thought, you know, I'll go get my foot in the door with this punting thing. Go, you know, throw some balls at practice. Maybe, maybe get into a meeting or two and see what I can do. Um, but then I quickly realized that it was uh, it was tough sledding to really earn that punting job and, and get on the team as a punter to walk on. So um, it was something that I knew, you know, as soon as I got on campus and saw the competition there, I needed to really buckle down and make my make all my business about punting and, and doing my best to contribute there. And, uh, you know, I, I also saw the, the work and practice schedule of all the quarterbacks and thought, You know, maybe punting's not a bad deal. You know, (laughs) I get I get plenty of time to do homework and have a life outside of football. So um, I really kind of lucked into it. I think God had a great plan for me when I came to Oregon State. um, You know, I I used quarterbacking to get to get um, noticed, and then was able to just develop as a punter through my years there, and and really just enjoyed my time. And um, can't be more more thankful than than I am now for. That time in Corvallis. Also, huge fan of the Jackhammer. I hope he comes to the league and has a lot of
1: success. Nice. Rams punter Johnny Hecker joining us on the Joe Beaver Show. Johnny, back to this year. It's it's rare in the NFL we see a team truly push all their chips forward to go towards a Super Bowl, and that's what the Rams did this year, going out and getting Odell Beckham and Von Miller, uh, among others. And Really, how, how has the attitude changed along the season as one more chip gets added to the pile, pushing towards that Super Bowl and, and the energy around the team?
5: Yeah, I mean, it definitely raises a, a sense of urgency around the building. You, I mean, you you see the acquisitions we've made. You see the the way that they come in and work. Um, you know, granted, in the NFL, going and getting great players doesn't necessarily mean, you know, wins and success. You know, even, even having the best roster in the NFL doesn't guarantee that you're going to, go to the super bowl or win your playoff games or, or make it, you know, it's, it all takes, um, you know, just a season long effort to, to produce. And also you gotta get some breaks. I mean, there, there's no team that's ever made a zoo roll that hasn't had some bit of, you know, luck, good, good things bouncing their way or, or, um, you know, just catching some lucky breaks throughout the year. So we've been on the right end of that staying healthy. Our, our training staff does a great job with us, but, um, for the most part the guys that we brought in have been nothing but, you exemplary, exemplary teammates that just work hard, um, put the team first, and then just have a good time bringing guys around them up, and and really just trying to raise the level of play of everybody. So I'm just super thankful for all the guys we've added, and uh, know that it's all contributed to, to where we are now. So we're we're super happy.
0: Speaking speaking of bringing guys in, does does Eric Weddle make older guys feel like uh, they can hang on a little longer?
5: <laughs> Eric Weddle is he's an anomaly. You know, that guy is, he's so special, um, you know, for being on his, being at home, you know, coaching a a 12 u football team of his sons um, and and kind of talking to him about that. You know, he's, he's been around football. He has a whole new appreciation for coaching and what that takes, you know, having run his son's team to a championship this season, you know, super proud of them. But um, you know, he's just a guy that always has a joy about him every day. He comes to work, he's giving his best, whatever he's doing. He's hyper-communicating with everybody, making sure that everyone on the defense is all on the same page. They're all moving in the right direction. They're where they need to be. And, uh, you know, everybody trusts him. You know, he's earned that trust as a guy that's been a perennial all-pro, Pro Pro Bowl guy. And, uh, you know, (laughs) it's really special that a guy can come back like that two years removed from playing the game and and still have that same respect and same, um, you know, reputation just kind of ring true for him. So we, we love Eric around here.
1: Last thing here with Johnny Hecker on the Joe Beaver Show. Johnny, tell us a little bit about Puns for Progress and, and your work with the Children's Institute of L.A.
5: Yeah, so Puns for Progress started as a, yeah, I started it last season as a way to kind of raise money and build some community support around, you know, like puns inside the 20 and then also donating money to towards Children's Institute, which is an organization within Los Angeles that provides Yeah, a multitude of uh, programs and and assets to to families that are in need. Um, You know, they provide free daycare for single working parents. They provide housing assistance. They provide after-school programming. Um, They provide so many different, um, so many different opportunities for them to. Hello. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No worries. Call coming on this phone. I didn't know if it cut me off from you guys. Really sorry.
0: No problem. (laughs) No problem.
5: Um, yeah, and so it provides a bunch of um, it's just great programming for for children in the Los Angeles area, and I thought it'd be a great great way to get behind them and, and just encourage the youth of this community that, that are kind of in the most need right now, and um, it's been a, a great, great deal to to raise some funds and raise awareness and just let people know the great work that Children's Institute is doing.
0: All right, so it ended there, and uh, uh, just to... Just a gentleman, a great guy. awesome. There was a video on OSUBeavers.com from years ago where he came back and spoke to the team after a practice. Uh, Johnny Hecker, a great guy, he married Michaela Stambaugh. She's now Michaela Hecker. They have a couple of kids. It was on Wikipedia. One kid? Jet. I thought they had two from what I read. But anyway, uh, they're living in L.A. and living the dream, and he's had all... Ten of his years with the same team. Now, your question was a good one. Same team, but two different uh, two environments. Yeah, St. Louis in Los Angeles.
1: In St. Louis, would you confidently say they were kind of almost an afterthought franchise?
0: I think so. That's why they moved. I mean, and now I have two best friends that are Ram fans through the core, and they went with them spiritually to St. Louis, but that's it.
1: And then they go from the Edward Jones Edward Jones Dome to. I mean, the nicest stadium probably in sports history.
0: And Beaver fan, even if not a Ram fan, would say they weren't kind of a throwaway program because those were Steven Jackson's years. Yeah, and seeing number thirty-nine was great. It's just, yeah, that that, that where they played was dark. It was just. Uh, I hated their uniform. I I just didn't like anything about that period in Rams history. They couldn't sell, really? That started in Cleveland, I believe, back in the forties, and then ended up in Los Angeles. And and then they went to Anaheim and then uh, and then over there and back to LA. By the way, I didn't get a chance. If we had more time with Johnny Hecker, I would have said, you know, I visited my son in Santa Monica twenty minutes up the road, or twenty miles, and we're shopping for Rams gear before going to a Rams game in the mall. 20 miles away from the stadium and the guys in the mall at all the sports stores were going, "No, we don't have any Rams stuff. We're all chargers here. This was three or four weeks before the end of the regular season. And yet we get to the Rams game and there were 70,000 rabid fans with plenty of Rams gear on. So I don't know what they were thinking in Santa Monica about the Rams, but uh, he might've found that kind of interesting. I don't know where they live. Maybe tourists like the bolts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, you know. Know, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, Johnny Hecker, we really appreciate him coming on with us. He didn't have to do it, and uh, TJ got that. So good job, TJ. You're learning everything here. On, on, and, and the, it's kind of a, a lesson in uh, just try, just make a call. You can do it. And I've, that's one of the lessons I've learned here while working here in my twenty some odd years. Is you never know unless you ask. Yeah. And. A lot of times the answer is no, but sometimes the answer is yes. And that's fine. Thankful to the PR staffs for being very helpful with us. Very helpful. The,
1: the busiest busiest week, probably media-wise, of the 49ers season and busiest week maybe ever for the Rams in their franchise history. I would, wouldn't would put that past it. Yeah, no In terms of no dealing doubt. with media and you're hosting a Super Bowl.
0: Some breaking blazer news?
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know if the – Someone who's a more bla- a, a bigger Blazer fan could maybe break this down a little bit better. If you want to send in your thoughts to the University Honda Text Line, but Adrian Warzanowski of ESPN announced that Norman Powell and Robert Cummington are being traded from the Blazers to the Clippers for Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson, and a second round pick. Uh, Michael and Lemon and Texan Blazers trade with the Clippers. I think they're officially in tank mode now. I did see a tweet. It said the Blazers really must like Chet Holmgren.
0: I, I, I like Norman, Norman Powell. I, that's too bad. Uh, we mentioned the news before going into that interview about uh, its official. Uh, Nick Daschle writes a few details um, about Taylor Jones out for the remainder of the season. She had so, uh, shoulder surgery, and the school announced that it was successful, and she's expected to return in full force prior to the start of practices for next season, 22-23, next, uh, next fall. So Taylor Jones... Out for the rest of the year. So those are some breaking stories and some things. Our thanks to Johnny Hacker for joining us today. We got another hour to go. Your phone calls and texts on the on the on Joe Beaver show. Here's the microphone.
5: Is this thing
6: on? This is K E J O Corvallis.
0: Everybody hear me? We're on in five and Q I D. Twelve
7: forty Joe Radio.
2: I'm Jim Chesko with your Money Now. With technology shares leading the way, stocks are now higher. The Dow Industrials up 66 points. The S&P 500 ahead by 38. That tech-heavy Nasdaq index doing really well. It's up 263 points or 1.9%. Quarterly results at Pinterest topped expectations with both earnings and revenue in the latest quarter. Lifted by strengthening ad revenue, the social site wrapped up its first ever profitable year. Pinterest shares are rallying 10% in response today. More than $2 billion worth of seafood caught in illegal or unregulated waters is finding its way to U.S. dinner plates each year, evading the federal government's important monitoring system, import monitoring system. Environmental group Oceana notes that NOAA's monitoring system covers only 40% of the nation's total imports of fish caught in the ocean. U.S. oil futures extended their recent rally today. Mars crude jumping another 2.3% to settle up 92.31 a barrel for the week. The contract up 6%. That's your money now. Exergen would like you to know about an important study just released by the FDA. It confirms what the medical community has known all along. Non-contact thermometers are not accurate. The study also reports that they fail to meet FDA requirements for accuracy and labeling. With new strains of COVID on the rise, we can't afford to tolerate the rampant false temperature readings from non-contact thermometers. Accurate temperature measurements are essential. You need Exergen thermometers because they are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be sure, be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com
6: asthma symptoms can attack anywhere like on a city street (coughs) now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved primatine mist the only fda approved asthma inhaler available over the counter so whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. <sighs> for temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Whether
4: you are looking for your first job or an exciting career change at intech we are looking for you. ntech is growing and offers entry-level wages starting at $18 to $22 per hour, as well as excellent pay and benefit opportunities for established professionals, immediate full benefit eligibility, health insurance, 401K, life and disability, tuition reimbursement, and so on much more career opportunities from entry level to professional are available to start enjoying the career you've always wanted visit entek.com and click on the careers tab we're excited to meet you
3: does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation change? Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. When we work together, we'll focus on what's important to you. We'll use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And we'll partner to help your strategy stay on track. Contact me today, 541 758 Edward Jones, member SIPC. Trump's Hobbies has been serving the area since
7: 1972 and is a proud supporter of schools, clubs, and groups throughout the Mid-Valley. Trump says the area's largest selection of radio control cars, boats, airplanes, and helicopters, plus drones, plastic models, model trains, fantasy games, collector cards, and modeling tools, parts, paints, and supplies. Whether you're an experienced modeler or just starting out, Trump's is there to help. Build it drive it fly it trump zombies in the timber hill shopping center in corvallis bringing enjoyment to life
6: hi i'm dennis silvers the golf guru with another golf minute to help square up your putting i can't stress enough how important good putting is to shooting good scores and in order to make putts you must have a square putter face or the ball will not roll online here's a drill referred to as the rake drill to help Starting with a straight four-foot putt, take your normal stance, and instead of making a backstroke, simply push the ball towards the hole. This will give you instant feedback on whether or not the putter face is square. Once you get comfortable from four feet, move back to six feet and practice. I can see already you're getting good. So now move back to eight feet. The constant repetition of this drill trains you to extend the putter head down the target line on the follow through while maintaining a square putter face. So remember, use this rake drill to get a feel for a square putter face and you'll be raking in the cash from your playing partners. For the Golf Minute, I'm Dennis Silvers.
2: Streaming of adventure beyond your backyard? NerdWallet can help you compare and find the smartest credit cards to get there. Use NerdWallet to compare travel cards with bonus miles to go from working from home to relaxing far, far away. Then use NerdWallet to compare cashback cards and turn everyday purchases into a beachside cabana big enough for the whole family. More sand for the third tower. She's the only boss you'll be answering to this week. Nice castle. Compare your way there. Find the smartest financial products for you on NerdWallet. Jackson Hewitt needs you to know three things about filing taxes this year. One, there are thousands of dollars worth of new tax credits on the table. Two, you have to file for them to make sure you get the right amount. Three, a Jackson Hewitt tax pro will help track down every credit you deserve. Tax credits for being a parent, taking care of a parent, going to school, and so much more. You don't want to miss out on thousands. Jackson Hewitt knows that. Discover thousands in tax credits and get your biggest refund guaranteed. Learn more at jacksonhewitt.com.
6: It's with joy that the student-athletes are returning to the fields and courts, but it doesn't feel quite the same. Where have the people gone? Seems like there's no one hanging on. Cut out! Cut out! Cut out! Cut out! What is this cutout, out oh. In 2020-21, the people may be cutouts, but there are still games, and there are still tailgate shows, they're still broadcast, and through it all, there is still the Joe Beaver Show, a place to gather at proper distances to talk about it all, to talk about what we do
7: have. And it looks like
6: we're ready to give it one more. So, such as it is, we're ready to give it one more try with John and Mike and the Joe Beaver Show on 1240
0: Joe Radio. Good eye, there, TJ. Good eye. Welcome back. Here we go. Hour number two of the Joe Beaver Show. I do have good eyes. Thank you. Well, you did on that one. Surgery
1: was- when I was less than a year old of my my eyeballs because they were looking in directions uh, opposite directions, <laughs> like a frog. Pretty much, yeah. And then they got corrected, and I wore some glasses, and now here I am. And Enjoying my years of not having to wear glasses before I get to a state like you will
0: have to wear glasses. <laughs> I was perfect until age 40-something, 40, 40 and I was about to, as we bring Michael in, who has perfect vision, I was literally at a Beaver men's basketball game getting ready to go on a road trip, and I couldn't tell the difference between Michael, who were the two NBA bodied players that we had? Um, uh, tall, long, and lanky with Craig Robinson.
8: Eric Moreland and Moreland and Collier? Yes. Devon Collier yes. and Eric Moreland?
0: Yes. And they were okay. at the far end of the floor, and they had similar body style, and I couldn't see the numbers.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: they were similar body styles, and I thought, what's wrong with me? I thought something was wrong with me, like I was dying. Right. It just turned right. out to be I was older and I needed glasses. I thought I don't need glasses. <laughs> I think every person who gets goes through that kind of stuff it's in inner yeah. to old age just automatically goes through denial. But your eyes are perfect, Mike. So you're. Well, I don't know if they're perfect. I, I, you know they're weakening a bit in the sense of sometimes
8: smaller you know smaller print. I've got to get a little more light on it. But yeah. I've never no I've never had glasses or contacts of any kind. And there's a you know, scene in the great film. Twelve Angry Men, where the the guy Jack Warden gets weary when the the older juror says, "Look at my eyes. You see twenty twenty vision, and at my age and twenty twenty, and I don't wear glasses. And how do those marks get made?" And E. G. Marshall and they end up talking about how the marks and the woman had glasses. And Jack Warden, the impatient Jack Warden, the kid Twelve so says, "Enough with the optometry <laughs> bit now." So
0: that's so, Jack Warden okay. from
8: Twelve Angry Men. How are you guys? Great, Great interview with Johnny. I listened to it via car 54. And what a, what a delightful young man, a great Beaver family. It was really fun to listen to. Nice job, guys.
0: Thank you. And TJ scored the interview, but Johnny was so nice and he, he yes. was great. Um, you know, I made it clear to him that you weren't here. He, he didn't care. He's just, Oh, fine. No, no, he, this you is know
8: fine. Who? he like the guy in the open. Who <laughs> Parker's not here. Who, you
9: know, he well, doesn't know our
8: care, but that's fine. I love the kid. And that's great. I, I really enjoyed that. And good congratulations, Doc, on keeping the streak, the yeah. Super Bowl streak alive. Tell me,
0: will you? You and I did this in the hallway the other day. Cause you gotta go we if you, you have to go back to twenty ten for Kyle Devan with the Colts. We don't have a twelve year streak, so it must be six no. in a row and a certain number out of twelve.
8: Yeah, and I don't know the exact number. I can't give you that. As I walked masked up through the Salt Lake City airport to gate B three where we will fly from SLC mm-hmm. to Denver and then bus into Boulder. So I'm on the move here, but I can't give you the exact streak, Johnny. I just know we've been blessed to have a number of Super Bowl beavers on, and yeah. I hope we're doing it again next year.
0: Yeah, I do too. And Johnny was great. Uh, Talanoa Hufunga was great uh, for the, uh, the championship game and uh, the streak is alive. All right. So you go to Colorado tomorrow. Um, you know, just to, well. We're
8: heading there today. Okay, leaving now. I mean, we're at the
0: airport. Do you, um, do you have regular haunts in all the different places that you go to because you've been there so many times?
8: Well, like your yeah, favorite. Yeah, I mean, there uh, are, for example, in Salt Lake City, there's a restaurant called the Blue Iguana and outstanding Mexican food. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, every time we go to Salt Lake City, I end up going there. Yes, now in Boulder. Not as many trips and not nearly the choice mm-hmm. in the hotel locale that we're in. Oh, yeah. So I don't really have any regular spots, but it's a beautiful, beautiful city. And we're grateful to say it's warmed up a little bit there because it was like single-digit temperatures during this week. But I think it's warmed up a bit into the 20s. And By tomorrow, a high of 42. So our timing's good. Do you? Did you have snow in Salt Lake? No, uh, no, we did not. Very cold, chilly. On the local news, they were talking about how the air was better. The air was cleaner than it has been. They've had some air stagnation issues. It was simply cold. They said it was unseasonably cold. You know, average temperatures, quite a few degrees below what they usually get. The thing this morning, you know, people talk about water cooler conversation as I was sitting in the lobby of our hotel in downtown Salt Lake City. I was amazed, guys, by the the phenomenon of the NFL, the kingdom of the NFL, and just three people uh, who really didn't know each other kind of bumped into each other and began to talk. They began to talk of Jimmy Garoppolo. Hmm. They began to talk of Kyle Shanahan. These were three strangers to each other. But as I was working and doing some things, they, they talked for 45 to 50 minutes, breaking down every team in the NFL, every quarterback, the decisions that were made that were bad, <laughs> Why did they do this? Is Trey Lance going to be good or not? I mean, I just, again, these are three people who did not know each other, who suddenly were talking about the NFL with intelligence, wisdom, insight for 45 minutes as I sat working, and no other subject came up. They didn't talk about anything else where they're from. They were strangers who happened to just say something about the Super Bowl, and the conversation was on. The kingdom of the NFL never ceases to amaze me.
1: In a non-NFL market, nonetheless, Mike. That's right.
8: Yeah, I mean, these people clearly staying at a hotel yeah. are probably not from Salt Lake City, but but your point is well taken, T.J., and that's a conversation that could happen virtually anywhere, and I bounced that off Sean Scheffler. I said, hey, I just heard, just, and he said, well, the NFL is ubiquitous. It's everywhere. All the shows, all the talk shows, the national shows, the television shows, the first takes and the get up and the... Fox and, and ESPN shows, yeah. you watch the talking heads and they're bouncing topics around. And I'd say it's 70%, maybe more on the NFL and its issues.
0: And everybody, it makes everybody an expert. The, it does.
8: I no, mean, and it gives a sense. Now it, it, it's a veneer, you know, it's a little bit, no, it's a, a little bit like, and Josh McDaniels, I think said it best when asked about the difference between becoming a head coach. Now of the Raiders, after his first, experience that did not go so well when he was only 32 he said i had knowledge then but it's a little bit like the old platonic idea of knowledge the wisdom yeah you can have a lot of knowledge you yeah. can know things and actually o your your way through and scheme and plan but he he essentially has said i lacked the wisdom that i needed to work with men and to be a leader and yeah. to to deal with issues other than do we run the slant here or the fade, You know, it's a lot more to being a head coach than that. And I think that's what McDaniels is saying. He's better equipped to deal with that now.
0: That is an excellent point. And it, it's, it's true. And wisdom comes through experiences, both deep water and uh, easier times, mm-hmm. but you just, you can, the only way you can get it is to, is to have the years under your belt. But uh, yeah.
8: And, and the idea though, that and everybody is an expert. I think all of the shows that we listen to, I mean, I do think there's good content. I mean, on mm-hmm. road trips is when I end up listening more right. to Stephen A. Smith or you know, Skip Bayless or whomever bouncing things back and forth off each other. They're they're pretty smart. You yeah. know, I mean, they get to the positions they're in in the world because they've worked and they, they've educated themselves, and then they share that with all of us. But they have done the deep dive and work, and we get just a little smattering of it. But we walk away from those shows or listening to those conversations thinking as though we kind of know, and it's almost the Jim Moore, you think you know, you think
0: you know, but you don't really know. And I still feel like our knowledge about any of this stuff is very slight. You know, and I always used to get upset and say, well, you don't know if uh, a Steve Priest." has become a a journalist and is in the journalist pool. They do know. But I'm going to amend that after what you just said, because something came to me while you just said that. You don't know because you knew then, and you knew everything, and you know X's and O's, but you don't know about our team. You don't know what we're doing. right? And what the
8: internal dynamics of that team and group and personnel. I mean, when you talk to Johnny Hecker about Eric Weddle and his Uh, veteran presence and contribution. That was a great question. A line of question to talk about a guy that's seen it all and how important a person such as that is, but the inside knowledge within a team that people that are on the team, people that have experienced the clubhouse, the locker room, the internal workings is just is so far beyond anything. We, no matter how many shows we watch or listen to will ever really know. And I just think that's a caveat to always bring into the conversation, but Again, I'm still. I was still impressed by the level of discourse that went on for 45 minutes, and mm-hmm. probably still going on. I had to leave and get on a bus and come here. <laughs> but they were talking as we left about uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan and <laughs> poor decisions made, and and they were strangers to one another when the conversation. Well, you know, began. anything
0: that can bring us a common bond is good. By the way, going back right, to Johnny Hecker, going back to Johnny Hecker, how about the amount of um, just natural love for Oregon State. It was great when I asked him about uh, the whole Jay Carey thing. You gave me that idea for the question. And not only that, but they mentioned going to some of her, her meets. And then he drops (laughs) Tanya and Michael years ago too. Yeah. Years ago. And I thought, wow, okay. We didn't ask for that, but this is, this is gold for Beaver fans.
8: Yeah. They're all in, they're all in and love the Beavers. You could tell that his love for Oregon State and the opportunity it provided. And the fact that he met Michaela, at Oregon State, and they have a family now as a result of that. The bond, the root—I mean, it's deep. It's yeah. genuine. It was fun to—that was fun to listen to.
0: Okay, we'll let you go, but uh, you know, I'm going to get excoriated if we don't ask a couple of questions about basketball. Do you expect Wari to be able to play longer minutes tomorrow?
8: That's a good question. Certainly, he was a shadow of himself last night in the five minutes, seventeen seconds he did play. Uh, I've seen him you know, around the airport, moving a little slowly as we head to the gate. So I would doubt it. Okay, but. They'll probably take the day off, get treatment, ice, you know, all the things that uh, Toby can do and trying to get him ready. It certainly would be helpful to have. I mean, they're, they're you know, they're, they're without a lot of guys right now. Xavier and Isaiah didn't make the trip. And they're already down, of course, uh, Gianni and Rod and, and now Warith was a non-factor last night. I Got didn't know Austin about... Now the CHS is on the trip, a walk-on kid, just to, to have enough guys on the bench. Yeah. But uh, it, it's a... There's no doubt John and TJ it's a it's a tough stretch and I'm I just hope that uh, that
0: they're able to play better for longer stretches and, yeah. and make it competitive tomorrow afternoon in Boulder. It was for a while but then at the bottom fell out and I know it could be a low point and sometimes you know teams rally you know they're not mm-hmm. going to probably rally for a great record and, and the finish like we saw last yeah. year but if you can just finish with some sense of of uh, positiveness, that's all you can ask for at this point.
8: Yep, that's right. And, and on the women's side, uh, something we've kind of known for a while was confirmed. I mean, we, it's knowledge that that we had about yeah. Taylor's situation that yeah. we were asked to embargo.
10: Yeah, <laughs> And, and I guess
8: that has been confirmed. And that is disappointing. I do think the reason there was some hesitancy, because sometimes in certain situations, you, you see if maybe you can get better or yeah, heal and, or and have something left at the end and then do the <laughs> surgery when the season's over. But Evidently, it was de- de- deemed prudent for Taylor to undergo the surgery now. And, and I'm, I'm really proud of the way the women's team is playing without her. Uh, it's, it's a huge loss, but they've been playing well of late without her and got a big trip and a big game today, later today, uh, in TJ's old stomping grounds.
0: Does it say anything bad about me that I really enjoy theater and I'm kind of looking forward to what happens tonight with Kelly Graves and Adia Barnes? <laughs> uh
8: you know it's a little bit you you're you're looking forward to it it's so it's interesting to me we'll close on this only because yeah. fights yeah, You know, people go to hockey games. I didn't come here to watch a fight. And yet when a fight occurs, as we've talked about many times, everybody gets out of their seats to lean in closer to watch it. Yeah. I didn't come here to watch it. And I've always wanted to say to those people, well, if you see a fight break out on the ice, get up, walk out until it's over because you didn't come here to right, see that.
0: Right. Well, and no one would nobody,
8: do that. Nobody gets up then. No. no, But Wayne Tinkle told me there, there were a couple of uh, old friends of his from Ogden, Utah at the game last night sitting right behind the beavers bench and they came down and they told me briefly i met him briefly the woodlands from ogden they're big mm. Weber state fans i said wayne how did you you know how did you get to know these guys and he said well the very first time i coached at montana at a game of Weber state these jokers were sitting behind me and the guy started to yell and trash talk me and i turned around wayne said i turned around and said hey if you keep that up i'm gonna come into the stands after you <laughs> <He's> kind of <laughs> winking at him. <laughs> The guys said, Hey, I've been beaten up by guys bigger than you. And Wayne's six ten. And Wayne said, I doubt that. I doubt that. <laughs> so they got off that way, yelling at each other, kind of trash talking, and are now dear friends. So, you know, it's a great story. Is, maybe Kelly and Adia at some point will be the best of friends. Who knows?
0: That is a great story. We'll let you go on that note. Thanks, Doc. Okay. We'll uh, listen to you hey, tomorrow.
8: Gr- great job, guys. Have a great right. weekend. We'll see you soon.
0: All right, thanks. I didn't I never I never heard that story. That's a great That's one. That's funny. I'm coming after you. And then they end up being friends enough for them to come all the way over and now, watch joking his game.
1: Sense, you make that threat, like <laughs> kind of seriously, kind of not. And then the guys loosen up a little bit and stop trash talking. You Uh some more information on that Blazers trade and why the, the Clippers, I would believe initiated this trade. Uh, so it is announced today. Ty Lou said that Kawhi Leonard is probably not coming back this season to play. So the Clippers would need a wing.
0: I don't know enough about, uh, both teams and and all the individual players to really comment on it. I just li- like Norman Powell, mm-hmm. but uh, you were reading something about the emergence of Anthony Simon, which Simons, yeah, and uh, a texter, uh, text in nine seven one area code. Uh,
1: so he uh, that reminded me of this, and I went and go Google it just to double check. So it said Norman Powell just signed a new contract before this season. Uh, Robert Covington is, the, is expiring contracts. So you get those guys off, um, and Powell. With wing help in Los Angeles. Uh, I believe they're in the playoff picture. And then says, maybe this sets a trade, uh, staged to trade for Ben Simmons, which I think is interesting.
0: Cause. Well, I, the early uh, returns, the early returns from Twitter, mm-hmm. Dwight Janes from Portland, you've been begging for it lately and now you're getting it. The tank in all caps, is on the way. Just understand that every move this team makes from here on needs to be very close to perfect. Not much margin for error when you drop into the lottery. Oh, and a lot of luck would help. That's Dwight Janes and his Twitter. Uh, There's a radio station in Portland that did a uh, Twitter, what do you call them, survey. And the reaction, question mark, good move, 6%. Eh, salary saver, 24%. Uh, What? 22%. And the overwhelming favorite in this survey was, what in the heck, and that's not exactly what they wrote, what in the heck are they doing? All caps, 48%. And they're up to 294 votes. The last time I read it, it was 105 votes. And um, there was Andrew Nemec who, who follows them, said, I, I sure hope that there's a lot more to this deal in, in, in uh, backing up the, uh, the trailblazers. So there you go. So
1: Canzano tweets, Trailblazers, SMH. But then someone responded, breaking down uh, with a screenshot from uh, Chad. Chad in Portland is his name on Twitter. Pretty sure he's on Rip City Radio 610, which is uh, what Bren- where Brendan Slaughter works as well. Yeah. Uh, he breaks it down like this. So Blazers, with this trade, get under the tax line. They get a, they get a pick. The, uh, this is the Pistons' second rounder for whenever it is, I think, next year. Uh, Bletso deal a partial guarantee at three and at $3.9 million next year. Uh, he can be dealt again before the deadline at $19 million, or he can be bought out, and this clears room for
0: Simons to resign. All right. Before we go to break, by the way, it's, the final half hour is wide open. Your phone calls, your texts, your wishes, whatever it is you want to discuss. 541-497-5356. The phone line is the Downward Dog phone line, and the text line is the uh, University Honda text line. Same phone number, 541-497-5356. Before we go to break, TJ, in a recap of yesterday's conversation, what would you say was the final word on what you call a an event where wrestlers gather together and they, they wrestle each other? A wrestling a Meet? meet? All right, that's what I thought. We spent a lot of time on it. If you're an average listener, you're probably going, shut up, you know, after about two minutes. Okay, fine. <laughs> you
1: come and host we your own like show. We spent, like,
0: 25 minutes exactly. trying to decide that. But it is well, a meat. I, I bring it back up for a reason. Because Oregon State Wrestling tweeted a picture like would be on a website, and it says, match day, wrestling match day. Go Beavs, 7 p.m. tonight. Now, which is great. It's a, it's an advertisement for going out to to uh, go to the, uh, the wrestling meet match. But after we concluded through the experts as a wrestling meet, they say wrestling match day. So that further confuses me because I don't know that it's set in stone. Anyway, let's go to break on that note. Let me know what you think about all the things we've been discussing and things we haven't talked about like... The weekend of uh, the Olympics. I don't know. Do you care? I do. I do. I'm not going to watch everything, but I've always loved the Olympics. I, I will, we won't talk about it. We won't necessarily get into all the sports unless one becomes a big news story. But I am curious, anybody going to watch the Olympics and what event might you be looking forward to? Um, Or are you just kind of, oh, who cares? There's a lot of people like that out there. I am old enough and a lot of us in the listening audience to where we go back to the Olympics being a big deal because we didn't have 24-hour sports and all the sports that we have. So Wide World of Sports is where we got to watch sports that were things like bobsled and ski jumping or the Olympics. And that was it. There was no channel you could go to, to see these really cool sports that people spend their lives preparing for and doing. And we don't do them. And it's really cool. So are you into it? Are you going to, are you going to watch it? The opening ceremonies were live this morning. They'll repeat it tonight from five to eight and, um, and then get started. They already have gotten started with a few events, some curling, which you think curling, what's that? one of the things that's fun to me in the Olympics is finding the most obscure sport that they have. Curling would be one of them to us down here below the border and watch it and learn a little bit about it. And you might go, wow, that's kind of cool.
1: It's very niche. Yeah. And have you ever played bocce? Bocce ball.
0: Yeah. No. Mm. Similar. Yes. But on ice. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. Those rocks. With a broom. And they just, just they just barely let them go after they slide themselves. <laughs> and then the other person, <laughs> sweeps okay sweep this way kind of cool it is um and i will say this last night just put popped in a movie to get ready for the olympics there's cool runnings is one that's great there's another one called eddie the eagle and it's a true story about eddie edwards who uh was a, a kid who wanted to be in the olympics worse than anything kept failing at everything and the way he was portrayed in the movie was as like he was on the spectrum But the guy wouldn't give up, and he finally figured out that Britain, where he was from, didn't have a ski jumper, and that was his way to get into the Olympics. And of course, the the British Olympic Committee wanted to keep him down. They thought he was an embarrassment. And so they did everything they can, and he he qualified, and he went, and it was a great story. He said, my wife always reads about movies while we're watching them, and she said, uh, he said in an interview that 90% of this movie is not true, but... It was entertaining, and it was fun to watch. So Cool Runnings or Eddie the Eagle? Are you more of a Winter Olympics or Summer Olympics Great person? Great question. Absolutely both, 50-50. Hmm. I'm
1: definitely Summer, I would say. I'm, not, I'm just trying to think of like what I would watch. I mean, it was cool. It, like watching winter, like Bobsled. Bobsled is cool. Or luge. Uh, luge is cool. Like those, those tube events, I used to love watching them. Where you're flying. The flying ski, the ski jumping. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the ski jumping's cool. Like the downhill, I forget what it's called. Downhill
0: moguls? Uh,
1: or yeah, downhill moguls. Or the giant slalom? Uh, both. Where, you're going downhill, obviously, on skis. Uh, uh,
0: the slalom's great because they're going like 80 miles an hour. Yeah. It's the coolest thing in the
1: world. It, it, it is cool. The hockey, I, you know, with the, the Kraken's emergence this year, I, I've been trying to get a little bit more into hockey uh, and was looking forward to Olympic hockey and get a little bit of, uh, americana and they're, they're you know playing, and country pride, think, right? but the nhl is not sending a single player yeah. to to the um to the olympics but that's only players uh that are in the quote-unquote nhl yeah. but you can send pros. there can be prospects that can go play yeah. so the um
0: and who's the, the dominant Kraken, team, the,
1: oh, that's a good question the kraken's number two overall pick from this past draft will be playing is it for still team the USA. russians
0: russians taking over for the uh quote-unquote soviet union uh, it might. It's, probably, it's probably a toss-up
1: between Canada, Russia, and the U.S. Yeah,
0: let's go to Paul real quick before our break. Hey, Paul.
1: Hey, John.
10: Hey, uh, I just loved your interview with Johnny Hector, and of course the one with Mike and talking about people, talking about sports. A lot of times, you know, I don't know if I watch too much sports or something, but I'll just turn on you know any NFL game mm-hmm. or even a college game or something. And I'm totally shocked how many names I know that are on that team that I don't even follow. Yeah, I mean it's 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 like crazy. I'm going, how do I know that? Why do I know that name? You know, I've heard it, I've seen him play.
1: Yeah, it's uh, Paul. It's it, it can be pretty crazy. I think of myself just like you. I I do watch a lot of sports. I try and know as. As much as possible, there there is still things I need to learn here and there with with
0: people uh, and names. And for both of you, throw in a little bit of civics and some news so you know what's going on around you.
10: Well, yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> I mean, it, it's just it's knowledge. Even though it's knowledge about sports, it's not not all that important. But it, it it shows you that your your mind is still sharp and that that you can actually remember that kind of stuff. It's kind of I don't know, I guess, you know, it's it's kind of
0: cool. Anyway, uh, great stuff, Paul. We got a break. Dave's on the line. Hey, we'll He'll join us t- next. John, we'll see you tonight. Sounds good.
10: Sounds right, good, man. Paul.
0: All right. Wrestling tonight, 7 o'clock, Gill Coliseum. Uh, Cal Poly coming to town. Back after this timeout, again, the phone line 541 497 5356. And uh, that's the University of Honda text line or even the Downward Dog phone line on 1240 Joe Radio.
3: Have you seen Highland Bowl's expanded Strike Zone Lounge? Stop by for a burger, pizza, a hot or a cold sandwich, or a salad. There's appetizers and snacks, too. And the prices are so low on beer and spirits, it's like happy hour all day. Enjoy your favorite Oregon lottery games, too. Highland Bowl. It isn't just for bowlers anymore. Stop by and check out the expanded Strike Zone Lounge at Highland Bowl on 9th Street in Corvallis. We
4: set them up, you knock them down.
1: Here at locally owned and operated Alirica Networks, we use the same service you do, so you can be rest assured that you're getting the very best internet service, whether for home, business, or enterprise. At Alirica, we make sure that each of our valued customers gets the plan that best fits their needs. So whether you require basic service or faster speeds for gaming or HD video streaming, we will make sure to match you with the plan that works
7: best for your home or business. Alirica Networks always goes the extra mile. Give us a call or find out more at alirica.net. Unified Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies and specialize in auto, home, and business insurance. See Mike Eaves, Taylor Starr, and Tom Worth. They'll help find an insurance plan that works best for you. If you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, see the Unified Insurance Group. 320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. They're your hometown team, always putting you first.
3: If you feel you're overpaying on your taxes and you're not as profitable as you should be, you're not alone. At Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, they can help because that's what they do. They work with individuals and business owners to lower your taxes, increase your profit, and manage your cash flow. They provide bookkeeping and payroll services too. Give them a call at 541 753 4185. That's 753 4185. And get in the game. Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team. Go Beavs. Kraken Cards in downtown Corvallis carries sports
1: cards, Pokemon cards, MTG cards, board games, collectibles, card sleeves, play mats, and more. Have you been to Kraken Cards yet? If you're into sports cards and games, Kraken Cards is for you. Kraken Cards knowledgeable staff can help you find what you're looking for and at fair market value. And for you Oregon State fans, Kraken Cards has a dedicated Oregon State alumni box to browse. Kraken Cards, 114 Southwest 3rd, downtown Corvallis. Cracking Cards, your connection to everything fun.
0: Middleton Heating has kept Mid Valley residents comfortable for over 72 years. Middleton can service, repair, or replace all types of brands of heating and cooling equipment. Plus they offer financing options on new equipment and also participate in state and federal incentive programs. If your heating unit is giving you trouble, if you have kitchen or dryer venting needs, or if you're just looking for some sheet metal, Call Middleton Heating today. You can count on Middleton Heating for all your heating, cooling, venting, and sheet metal needs. Find them online at MiddletonHeating.net. All right, welcome back here. As we, no, we've got one more short break coming up here in the next half hour. Uh 541-497-5356, the number to call or text to. And um, we do have a couple of new texts, or one anyway. I have a question similar to wrestling match versus wrestling meet volleyball game or match. Is it a hockey match or meet? Uh, it's a hockey game. Actually,
1: they play a game of hockey, but they do. So with the volleyball one's curious because I think they call it match a lot, but it is technically a game.
0: They do call a it team match a team
1: versus a team in one singular game is a game. I've heard you match. play a game of baseball. I know you I know. play a game of football, a game of basketball, a game of volleyball, a game of hockey.
0: It's not easily answered that I thought. We have opened up. It was a silly, I'm really not sure, can anybody help me? I'm vulnerable to not knowing something I think everybody else does, only to find out nobody really knows. Maybe Dave from Tom Water does, I don't know. But anyway, Dave, uh, welcome to the uh, the Joe Beaver Show here on a Friday. Good afternoon,
9: gentlemen. Uh, John, I'd like to do a little potpourri jump around on a few topics if you're up for that.
0: I love that.
9: <laughs> okay, so... I, let me get the most uh, pointed question out of the way first. Have you noticed that your show doesn't generate many texts or calls regarding Oregon State basketball? And isn't that or shouldn't that be of concern, if my impression is correct?
0: Uh I'm glad <laughs> because, you know, as an employee of doing some games, I can't really say anything, nor would I want to. I support Wayne in everything that he does. I, I am uh, Team Wayne Tinkle. But, uh, and so if someone were to call in and they really want to rip on the program, I'm not in a position where I want to do that or would do that. But, but, yes, what you say is absolutely true, at least in, in all of, sports talk and 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 everything if if there's not a much if you're not griping it seems like there's no interest that there's that's a fair thing to to uh, come to well john i didn't very, i didn't ask that question with the intention of ripping coach tuko no i know, of, you know i know, know. he's
9: he's one of my favorite coaches at yeah. Oregon state because yeah. he see, he's very prominent at other non hoops events uh, he uh, was. A, he got in the mix with that Luke Heimlich uh, yes. fracas in Omaha a few years of, uh, back, which we wouldn't and have known so, if no. you
0: didn't point that out. I, I we didn't know that, and you told me that story. That's a great story.
9: Yeah. Um, well, anyway, I just uh, it, it would be of concern. So relate. So let me just stay on basketball for a while. So how far in advance do you or Mike or anyone in town? have the knowledge that Bill Walton's going to be in town to
0: broadcast a game. Not far, like days. Week of, usually. Yeah, or week of. And and usually we won't even know until we look at the press release, which anyone else can look at. Now, Mike spends a lot of time on campus uh, where he's with uh, the – I don't because I don't need to unless I'm calling games or going over to cover the games – But Mike is always talking to Sean Scheffler, who's the sports information director for basketball, and he can ask him. He can say, hey, who's got our games this week? And um, he may know a day or two in advance, but not much more than that.
9: Okay. Well, the reason I ask is is self-serving. So Let me just advertise that straight up. Because the next time he's in town, I will drive to Corvallis personally to give you and or Mike two of my books so you can give them the bill, hoping I'll get (laughs) – A five-second
0: tout on a broadcast. Oh, you know what? Do that um, at the beginning of a year, and at some point, if Mike carries that book around with him. If Bill Walton's doing a Beaver game and Mike goes to shoot around, which he does to get his interviews, Bill's there. So if we know that Bill's doing that game, it's almost a guarantee he'll see him in a setting where there's time to do that. Um I'd say give Mike the book and say here carry this for the whole season.
9: Okay, very good. Let's well let's switch to football. Have either you or TJ ever since Mike's in Salt Lake City we're about to leave it. Have either
0: of you ever been to the football st- Utah football stadium there in Salt Lake City? I have walked past it. What about you TJ? I have not. Um I did uh, women's basketball and some men's games and I uh we were staying at the Marriott that everybody stays at. Um and I walked to campus to go to the bookstore and walked right past it. And, you know, the, In fact, it was right before that Winter Olympics where they hosted it, and I don't remember what year that was.
9: I, I think that facility, that's actually a top echelon football facility in the, com, in the conference, in my opinion. And the view you have of the Salt Lake Valley yeah. from what must be the west side of that stadium, which is where they usually put the visiting fans, It's just simply tremendous,
0: especially if you're there for a late afternoon or a night game. You get these great sunsets over at Bonneville Salt Flats. It's way up on a hill, and um, I know that they just put in, I don't know how many millions, but mega millions to upgrade things and make things even nicer. My friend, one of my best friends, lives and works in Salt Lake, and his company is Season Ticket Holders, and he tells me all about what's going on there. So they're they're upgrading in and Whittingham can can write his own ticket, uh, and they're a player. I always complained about them. I said they are the little stepbrother that moved into the conference when they did, and they got they got our better room in the house. And I, I thought they're they're a mid major coming in, and they're welcome to the to the big boy league. But after this year and and the run the the general run, and the fact the Beavers struggle with them. Uh, except for this year, I say no more i won't I won't talk to about them that way anymore they are they they're legit they're in and they're they're a force
9: yeah and they've gotten to be a nice kind of uh, regional rivalry yeah. for the Bees too so going to the NFL, I ask you and TJ, the publicity of the NFL that Mike was about, yeah. the, the prominence of is what, is that a chicken or a neck thing in other words to the Stephen As and the skip Baylisses and the Colin Coward's, do, uh, do they talk about the NFL as big or because they're always talking about no. the NFL is that what it is. So break down the chicken and egg well, there for
0: me, fellas. I think you can break it down as well as I can um, in the respect of the time. And TJ has got a take, but TJ, with all due respect, I think your takes going to come from a much younger perspective, Dave, for you and me, uh, We've seen it through the decades. Uh, baseball was America's game, but not necessarily in numbers. And when the NFL came into, into uh, being a league, the NBA is a really young league. The NFL is much older. Uh, it, I, I, I don't know when it took over, but I think it's always been a, the Goliath, the, the ac- absolute king, because of the sport itself. And I've posed this question, Dave, why at Oregon State University, And I use Oregon State as an example. You can pick any successful university in baseball like Vanderbilt, LSU. Now, LSU is a little different, but not much. Why do we consider 3,800, 4,000, 4,300 at Goss Stadium and Coleman Field hanging from the the, the rafters, uh, standing room only, just, oh, my gosh, that is unbelievable. Look at how big this crowd is. It's 4,300. That would be less than half of Gill Coliseum. And yet that is considered a blowout for fan attendance. And yet, you know, you, you, if you get less than than thirty thousand for a football game, you're, you're considered in you know dire straits. And the question isn't about Oregon State; it's about the sports and the baseball right. versus football. And and you know, I don't know if I can say what that phenomena is, other than uh, you know the whole gladiator thing and people just like to see violent collisions or what. But the sport of football is king, if you know what I mean. Well, I, since you were invited, my opinion is
9: the game, it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. If all sports talks about is football, sports talk radio is football. That's just going to generate more interest. So that's a great game. I mean, I've been a fan of, since the fifties, but it seems to me it's, it's gotten just of paramount importance because that's all sports talk radio emphasizes. Mad Dog Russo, who I, of, of course, I'm a fan of him. He's one of the few national guys that will not only do baseball, but he does tennis. He does horse racing from time to time. A little boxing. I mean, these other guys that I mentioned at the outset, they do nothing but NFL and NBA. Yeah. And it has to be the seventh game of a world series before Colin Coward, will even mention the fact that the, the game's going to be played. So TJ, what's your take on this? Well, football literally
1: it's it's almost like it has become such a tradition when, when they play baseball and basketball. Basketball is in the NBA is three to four times a week. College is twice a week. Baseball, they'll play six games a week, right? So it can get a little repetitive, and you get the same, not the same product, but it's, you know, over and over and over again. Meanwhile, the NFL has essentially owned now a day of the week. It, is, it, has, it has become just a tradition and sort of holiday every seventh day holiday to just sit there and watch NFL. And I can just look at this show, right? And why they, they talk, why these talk show hosts only talk about the NFL is because they know that will get the most engagements online, et cetera. We can just look at this show with the most engagement we've gotten on the text line this week was when we talked about Tom Brady for 30 minutes on Monday. The most by far, Mm -hmm. it was, we look at it. We had, 10 to 15 text messages at a snap of a finger after talking about Tom Brady on Monday
0: on the Joe Beaver on show. On the Joe Beaver show. Yeah. You know, I think
9: that's a I think that's a great insight, TJ. That the, your notion of every Sunday is it's a holiday every Sunday yeah. during football season. I think that is very insightful. I think it goes on the and the frequency of baseball. Uh I mean I've, I've argued on your show and others including Mad Dog's baseball needs to cut down to about a 120, 140-game season, because 162 games is actually counterproductive. It's the old less is more, if there are fewer baseball games, you're more likely to get people, because you've got the fixed cost every time you open those stadiums 81 times a year. If you only open the stadiums 50
0: or 60 times a year, you're probably going to get as much fan revenue, but you've cut your overhead by one-third. But I don't think baseball is a sport that is created to be a one-time, short-term event like football is. I think it's a romance. Mm-hmm. It's the summertime in a ballpark and a, and a picnic in in beyond right field. Now I'm thinking, you know, the 1910s. Uh, you know that kind of uh, spend the day in the ballpark and then every day they play. And and one thing I appreciate about it is if you're on a losing streak, you know, you got more games in front of you. So it's I think it's a different thing. The whole George Carlin routine. Did you hear that routine? Baseball versus football, and it's it's very funny. And uh, it's just football is event. Now, the the event that TJ's talking about for the NFL is the same for Saturdays for college football and Friday nights yep. for 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 high school football. It's just the sport itself has this grab on all of us. Uh, I don't know, because it's the I don't know, the uh, the gladiator aspect. You've got mm-hmm. your shield and you've got your your sword. You've got the helmet and the collisions. And oh, I don't know. I just love it. Well, I'm not suggesting baseball go to one game a week, but they, they'll be,
9: they'll be, week, they'll be uh, several weeks in a row will go by. The Mariners are playing every day, like for 18 or 21 or 24 days straight. Yeah. and I maintain that's uh, five games a week is certainly plenty. So here's my last point of dialogue with you, John. I appreciate the airtime. This is kind of a business question, and I have a vested interest in my question. How important is the streaming of the Joe Beaver show as opposed to the standard ter- terrestrial broadcast over the air? How important is the stream to your audience development and to uh, advertisers, etc.? if I might get you to talk a little bit about that?
0: Well, it's hugely important because of our reach. We've got two regular listeners. I think it's Fred and, uh, and Dave in Sandy, Oregon. Every day, we've got uh, two listeners in Sandy, Oregon. We could never do that on 1,000 watts uh, without the stream. We've got you in Tumwater. We've got Mike in Seattle. We've got uh, some family in Tillamook. We've got my morning show does. I don't know about this afternoon show. Uh, It's it's pretty big. Um, I don't like it. I hate it because as a program director, it's just one more headache because it's just another thing to go wrong. (laughs) So, honestly, I could well, do and, without and, it.
9: And, and, don't, and don't forget Reginald. Yes. Yes. A, who, who, who knows where he is at any one time? Well, let's leave it on the family note, John. I know for a fact that they listen to this show on McKinster Road in <laughs> Illinois. Just, I'm just telling you. That, I know they you do. You are a
0: good man, and you were right on. It still says that on the green sign right out next to Fred Meyer. <laughs> my, my wife is, knows She's very familiar with its location. All right, great call, Dave. Have a great weekend. Take care. You too, guys. <laughs> All right, good questions. Good yeah. questions on football, baseball, and uh, the internet. What were you going to? You were going to do a take on? Well, on just the internet.
1: that's you're only noting people who interact. We're not even counting people who we have no idea that right. listen to the show that don't text or don't call. Right.
0: Even though we are, which is everyone uh, should be texting and calling because we want to hear your opinion. Yeah, back and we we do. Uh, have numbers to those who listen to the podcast now that's not the stream Mm -hmm. that's taking time out to click on our podcast and listen to it and we only
1: get download plays we get i can see we can see downloads on there Mm -hmm. i don't i don't see plays there's probably somewhere you can look and see plays but i don't see i just see pretty
0: much downloads which you know you pretty good okay i have to ask you what's the difference you well,
1: download, uh, a download you're physically going to the podcast and you're downloading it onto your, it onto your, your, your device.
0: Meanwhile, like. So that you with, can listen to it later?
1: Yeah. And you, you could listen to it offline if you needed to. Yeah. With a lot of my music, it it is downloaded. When I save it to the playlist, I usually listen to all my music is. I have it, that playlist downloaded so I can listen to it whenever. But if I'm listening to a podcast, if I'll listen back to this show, I'll just stream it. I'll just go to there and I'll click, you know, just play. It'll stream it over right, the internet. Right, right, right. So that 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 is the difference there, and I didn't see numbers there on on plays because that number could be significantly higher. What what qualifies as a play? Ten a minute of listening,
0: probably thirty just, seconds probably of listening, just clicking on play for ten seconds. Yeah, probably. What's so. uh, what's one song in your playlist that people would know? Jeez, would
1: you any of you know any of this stuff? I need to pull it up. Are you a rap kid? Yeah, I am. That's Fuck why you. I know you guys we, don't listen we, to any of it. We wouldn't
0: know any any of it.
1: I mean, blinding lights by the weekend. I mean, it's been played up. Julian times uh, everywhere you my, probably my know.
0: son is a big weekend fan so I so you probably guy. know yeah. so that's one of the songs in there it's, he's a very good artist is there anything from any other era no have you tried
1: i listen to it sometimes when,
0: when christmas comes around <laughs> what about just you know uh, like a regular radio station playing the hits of 20 years ago
2: do you no, hear a, good.
0: a song from Queen or Journey or Foreigner or even something in the 90s or the 10s and go, oh, that's a good tune?
1: 10s? Yeah. Oh, 2010s? Yeah. 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 I mean, there's some classic throwbacks there. I don't have, I don't, <laughs> I have a couple, I have a couple of songs I would have listened to like early years of high school, like on that playlist. Okay. But again, still probably well outside of your mu- music range.
0: Is it, um, it's more rap. S- is yeah. it swear word rap or? Oh yeah. No,
1: Would definitely cannot play it on the, the radio on the
0: oh, t- FCC I, would FCC would be knocking on this window. Right when here. I, when I moved here in 1999 and I was uh, doing this job here, but also the, the voice of the women's basketball team for, I don't know, six or seven years in the first two years, I roomed with a guy and I think today's his birthday grant. Great kid. He was a sophomore in college. We room together, so I'm hearing him the music that he's playing. I can hear it coming out of his headphones when we're in our room or or whatever, and we got to be pretty good friends and I just couldn't help but you know kind of try to mentor him and say, "Dude, garbage in garbage out, and it was just awful lyrics. you know, swear word this, swear word that see it's not even he, all like he he would do the same thing and roll his eyes, and mm-hmm. that's fine, but many years later, he's now in his forties with a couple of kids and Kind of like going, yeah, yeah, okay, I, I get it. I get it.
1: I am always curious what I'm going to listen to when I'm older. I have no idea. Just thinking of eventually down the line, my kids listening to my music, <laughs> like would they roll their eyes at it? If Like this, this very music? They will. Because it's just funny, I, I think.
0: The reason why I know they will is because I, I like reaction videos on YouTube. I'm kind of addicted to them. And it's the younger set listening to older music and going, this is a great song. There's some rap artists or rap fans who will listen to 90s rap and not have any knowledge of it
1: there's because there's some like classic stuff we can go back like you know the early days of dr dre and, and jay-z and, and, and these guys and,
0: who love rap had never heard it yeah
1: before. That, that stuff is like classic that movie by the way is a very good movie it, it very it details like just the bring up of hip-hop but you know that like the early days, like I know that stuff is like classic. Not like my kind of hip hop that I listen to. I like the the more modern, uh, modern version of it. But uh, hmm. it's it's good and in, interesting music taste. Uh, there is a text here I need to respond to. Jeff, yeah. uh, Jeff texts in, Did I go to any hockey games while I was at ASU? Yes, I went to th- uh, four. I think I called three of them, and one as a fan. So that was that was cool. And uh, the one as a fan was uh, at Gila River Arena, you where the a Coyotes game?
0: called three of them. Gosh, I, do you know the rules?
1: <laughs> I learned, <laughs> you know, when I signed up for it the first time, I was like, I have literally pulled up a PDF of every motion yeah. the referees make. Yeah. Smart. I don't know. It's,
0: it's hard. That's what Costas did when he got his first, uh, I think it was a hockey job. It's so hard. It, it is. Uh, offsides is one that throws me off.
1: Yeah, offsides icing. Like what's the technicality uh, of an icing? How just, many zones does the puck they need to go? Slap it down to the other but end. it's like I think the puck needs to go from like the far zone all the way to the other to not through the neutral zone, to the other team's zone and, and cross the yeah. back
0: line without someone going into the zone to get to get it. Then there's, you know, the two two blue line pass, mm-hmm. there's all kinds of things. But you know, just watch and it, you, you pick it up. Yeah, and it
1: is just so fast. Yeah. It is so unbelievably fast. And the last game I called, I you know, This is the third time I did it, so it was me and my friend Lyle, and we. I thought we did a pretty good job uh, on it, but the funny when they the ASU's uh, arena they play in right now, which this year is the last year they'll play in their tiny, tiny little like multi-use rink that they have, which is just north of campus on uh, Scottsdale Road. They set you up in this corner, like the, the the press row itself is just like. It's like a, it's it's like one of those walkways, uh-huh, catwalk. That would be way, way up there near the like where the East ceiling State has. Yeah, but this one is like low to the ice because it's the 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 ceiling is so low, and usually you you have to be like cramped down and you're like shoulder to shoulder on there. But there's no room for the the student radio station, so they put you up in the other corner on the other side of the hockey rink. And there's there's a couple things you can't see and there's a speaker right behind you <laughs> bl- blasting music and such, which you would think, oh maybe it's easier when the ref uh explains what, what the foul call was. <laughs> but the hardest thing to do is line changes. It, yeah. like new players every minute, it's tough, especially for the other teams just and they, you just don't watch them. My, my friend Josh, who who calls games for the uh the Ontario Ring, they're the AHL affiliate of the uh of the uh of the LA Kings. He, he's he's a very good hockey broadcaster. He, he did a lot of the ASU games, and he tried to teach me and Lyle as much as possible, two guys <laughs> who had never called or really watched hockey before trying to do it. But.
0: Dean Vroman, longtime uh, longtime voice of the Portland Winterhawks, was exceptional. We'll be right back to wrap up the show.
2: Stargazer premier florist in Corvallis knows that the one you care about is expecting a thoughtful gift this Valentine's Day, and they're ready to help safely deliver them the best arrangement possible. Choose from Stargazer's wide selection of Valentine's Day flower arrangements and they'll safely deliver a beautiful, unique gift right on time so you can show them just how special you'd like them to feel this February 14th. Stop in, call, or view Stargazer's selection of holiday arrangements online at StargazerPremierFlorist.com. Stargazer Premier Florist, 925 Northwest Circle Boulevard in Corvallis. Have you been putting off that home remodeling project? If one of your New Year's resolutions is to get it done, Corvallis Floor Covering can help. They invite you to stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, laminate, tile, wood flooring, and window coverings from all the popular brands. The staff at Corvallis Floor Covering thanks you for your continued support over the last 34 years and looks forward to working with you in 2022. For more information, log on to Corvallis Floor Covering. Shop local. Shop Corvallis Floor Covering, corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown, and go back Beeves.
3: If you are a veteran and live in Linn County, there are benefits and services available to you at Linn County Veterans Services. You've earned them. Use them. Call 541-926-3882 and take advantage of what you've earned. Home loans, disability compensation, health care, transportation, and more. Linn County Veterans Services is here to help you. If you are a veteran and live in Linn County, call 541- 926-3882 and thank you for serving your country. Linn County Veterans Services. Serving our local veterans.
0: Let's re recap we have two minutes uh who we had this week today johnny hecker mike parker yesterday was michael chaplin michael chaplin chris, chris pendleton,
9: pendleton
1: and oh uh, and steve Gress. Uh, and steve Gress. Nobody on Wednesday. Well, we, we just talked about Jimbo on Wednesday, yeah. and he responded to us on Thursday. He did.
0: He got very upset with yeah. the notion that they have $30 million. Glad,
1: glad to see our reach goes all the way down to College Station.
0: <laughs> the magic of the internet.
1: It is great. Dave asked about the stream. They're listening to the stream in College Station.
0: We should have uh, not a contest, but just ask who's listening from from where so we can if you... get an idea. Sandy, Portland and Tillamook and Seattle, we know that. I don't know about anywhere else.
1: Who's the farthest if you think you're the farthest away, text the University on the yeah, text line yeah. 497-5356.
0: Well, for uh, for today, for the weekend, but certainly we'll we'll pick this up maybe on Monday. JB Long will join us next week, the voice of the Rams. He just was was slammed today and he said he will come on next week with us at some point. So we'll get that perspective the actual week of the Super Bowl. And our thanks to Johnny Hecker. Great kid, great interview, fun interview anyway. And um, very Beaver-centric. I, I love how he still loves his loves his beaves and his wife, Michaela Stambaugh, an All-American gymnast. Gymnastics tomorrow night at Gill uh, Coliseum. Wrestling tonight, it's senior night and the last home meet. And also, um, uh, women's basketball today at 4.30. Ron Callen with the pregame show for a game at 5 against Arizona State. And then men's basketball tomorrow at three women Sunday morning at Arizona. Okay, we got it all in. Have a good weekend, everybody. Thanks, TJ, for sitting in. And uh, have a great weekend. Just be safe.
3: KEJO Corvallis. And translator, K2290I Corvallis. The home of the Beavers. 1240 Joe Radio.